At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Satterberg. This is The Look Ahead on VCN, the sports betting network. You can follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R, and at VCN Live. The Stanley Cup playoffs are in the conference finals, and in the Western Conference finals, it was a goal-scoring display. If you listened to this show last night, we talked about how the Western Conference Finals was going to be an over-series, and the Eastern Conference Finals was going to be an under-series. Well, Game 1 of the Western Finals did not disappoint as the Avalanche defeat the Oilers 8-6. This over-hit early in the second period, and you didn't have to worry about it the rest of the game. It was 3-2 after the first period. It was 7-4 after the second period. I don't mean to laugh, but come on. Goaltending optional between these two teams. But everything that we talked about really came to fruition here. Uh, The inefficiencies of the defense of Edmonton, Mike Smith, and the liability that he is in net. They even went to, uh, you know, Miko Koskinen and... He only allowed one goal, so he did much better than uh, Mike Smith in net, and you have to wonder if they're going to go to uh, Koskinen to start game number two. Meanwhile, for the Avalanche, Darcy Kemper allows three goals. They bring in Francois. He gives up three goals, So, and this one was fun until the end because there was a moment after the Edmonton Oilers scored to make it 7-6, empty net. They're putting the pressure on. I'm hearing Kenny Albert get excited, and ultimately the Avalanche put in the empty netter to secure the 8-6 victory. And the question that I'm asking, that everyone seems to be asking on Twitter this evening, is could the books adjust on this series to the point where we see a total of 8 Now, right now, looking at the DraftKings Sportsbook, the total for game number two is set at seven. However, it is juiced at minus 130. This will be seven and a half by the time we wake up tomorrow. And I wonder how much money has to come in on the over, which is, again, right now, minus 130, for us to see an eight pop up on the board. And will the books ever do that? Because if they do, 
it's it's going to be under city, right? They will get hammered with under money if they post an eight on the board. And I wonder if there is an eight on the board, would there be middle opportunities during the game? So let's say you go under eight and it's a low scoring. They drop the total. You go an under adjusted total of five and a half. I mean, you go over an adjusted total in game of five and a half. And now you get the six goals and the seven goals as an opportunity to middle. It's just, it's, it's going to be wild. But this series, it, it started out exactly how I thought it was going to play out. And I wouldn't be surprised if this thing gets to seven and a half. Well, for sure, it's getting to seven and a half. I mean, I'm going to be shocked if it doesn't get to seven and a half. The question is, would we see an eight? And that's going to be something that I will definitely be intrigued by. But whereas the Western Conference is going to be an over-series every game, the Eastern Conference is going to be an under-series in every game. The New York Rangers hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals on Wednesday night. Igor Shesterkin against Andre Vasilevsky. This is a heavyweight matchup between two of the premier goaltenders in this league. Two of the premier goaltenders in the world. Shesterkin, not only a finalist for the Vesna Trophy, but also the Hart Trophy as the league's most valuable player. And Vasilevsky, who is a Vesna winner in his own right and two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. We know how good he has been in the playoffs. And right now, the total is at five and a half, and it's minus 115 to the under. We're not going to get to a five, but... You might have to pay a little juicier to get to the under. I could see it going as high as minus 125. But the under is the way to go. That is what we're going to see between these two teams because these goaltenders are too good. And this series, obviously, is the most important one these teams have played so far. But we are going to see lockdown efforts from both goaltenders. Vasilevsky's had several days off, so he's rested. The Rangers are coming off the Game 7, and and you can make the argument that it's going to go against them, especially in Game 1. The fatigue has got to play a role here after only having one day off after the Game 7. But the Rangers are the younger team. And yes, you can look at the guys that are banged up. Ryan Lindgren getting hurt again in that game and and the short turnaround, so less time to recover from any injuries. But then again, at this point in the playoffs, everybody's banked up. And the one thing I could say is the the quick turnaround gets negated by the youth of the Rangers and the experience of the Lightning certainly comes into play. The familiarity between the two teams comes into play because – Let's let's not forget that there are several players that have played on the Rangers that are on the Lightning, including Ryan McDonough, the former Rangers captain. So there's familiarity, 
There's a um, little bit of a rivalry. Last time the Rangers lost a game seven in the playoffs, it was in that 2015 Eastern Conference Finals against the Tampa Bay Lightning. We know how good Tampa is, but I think the Rangers youth and their dominance on special teams and the goaltending might be a wash. I think the Rangers are live dogs in this series, and the fact that they are dogs with the home ice advantage intrigues me so much. I I I, I got to take the Rangers in this series. At, at, at a plus price you're giving me with them as the team with home ice advantage, where they play so well uh, at, at Madison Square Garden, I got to go with the Rangers at plus 150. And, you know, taking a look at, let me just see here, the uh, history between these two teams in the conference finals. So, Lightning beat the Rangers in 2015. And then, I guess it was 20, yeah, no, that was the year I was thinking of. Okay, I was the Lightning played the Bruins in 2011. It was Rangers-Devils in 2012. So, I thought there was an overlap there. You know, it's funny when I think about these two teams, the Rangers and the Lightning. And it's almost, it's almost like a correlation or a comparison, whatever you want to say, between the Rangers-Lightning Eastern Conference Finals and the Warriors and Celtics in the NBA Finals. The Warriors are the team with the experience and the pedigree. This is their sixth NBA Finals in the last eight seasons. Versus the Boston Celtics, who have no players on their roster that have played in an NBA Finals game. And so, it is the experience of a champion, much like the experience of the two-time defending cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, against the youth of the New York Rangers. I mean, the only player on the Rangers with cup experience is Barkley Goudreau, who won a cup with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, very similar roles here, the Celtics and the Rangers to the Warriors and, and the Lightning. And when I look at the Celtics, much like the Rangers, I think the youth plays to their advantage. It's Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, Grant Williams. This is a team that has been built over the past couple of years in the draft versus the Warriors who are in in a very rare mold where it was a dynasty that because of injury dropped down and where it was bad for a couple of seasons and then used their draft commodities to then build themselves back up with the youth that they drafted. Jordan Poole with the 28th pick in the first round a couple of years ago. Kuminga, Moses Moody, players that are playing roles here in these playoffs. So it's the influx of the youth with the Warriors that I think is leading them to where they are as well, not just Steph, Clay, and Draymond. 
And much like I think the Rangers are live, and partially. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Because they have home ice. I know the Celtics don't have home court, but with the Celtics youth, I think they are absolutely live in this series. The young Fresh legs, well, not fresh, no one's fresh right now, but the young legs and perhaps the inexperience maybe helps them because the moment won't get too big because they don't know what the moment is like so far. We'll explore this a little bit more coming up. Our very own Danny Burke, host of Rush Hour here on VSIN, will join me coming up next. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available, available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen nicotine pouches deliver smoke free and spit free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zin 10 Challenge today at Zin.com slash 10. That's Z-Y-N.com slash 10. Zin nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Tattenberg back here. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always on Twitter at Scott's On Air. Joining us now, our very own, the host of Rush Hour. Here on the Sports Betting Network, he is Danny Burke, also the Chicago City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. And Danny, I want to start with a little comparison that I made, and I want to get your take on this. I likened the Rangers-Lightning Eastern Conference Finals matchup to the NBA Finals matchup between the Celtics and the Warriors, where you have one team that has the championship pedigree, obviously the Lightning are two-time defending champs, and the Warriors have been to five of the last, you know, seven NBA finals. And the inexperience of both the Rangers with their youth and having only one player in Barkley Goodrow with cup experience, and that is from the Lightning, 
and the Celtics, who have zero players who have ever played in an NBA Finals. What's your take on that comparison? I guess my take for it would be both are the same in the sense that Jason Tatum needs to play like an absolute superstar, the same amount that Shesterkin needs to play like an absolute superstar. Now, granted, I will say, honestly, I would probably put a little bit more confidence in the Celtics overcoming the Warriors as opposed to the Rangers over the Lightning. And a lot of people may think I'm crazy for saying that because hockey, I feel like you get a better chance of getting that underdog to come through. You could get kind of some puck luck in there you could get a hot goalie which the rangers have had i get it but at the end of the day i mean the celtics still have enough talent to compete with anybody it's just look i know you're a rangers fan scott i just don't i don't know what it is i just am not a full believer on this team i feel like shesterkin has to play out of his absolute mind this series to overcome a team that she was alluded to has a championship pedigree and i've said this earlier but you know the difference between the lightning and the hurricanes is a few things is one, you're going to get a more disciplined team in Tampa Bay Two, you're going to get a team that can actually, and hopefully take advantage of the power play opportunities when they have them. And most importantly, three, you're getting a goalie that turns it up in the postseason, not a second stringer and not a goalie that is completely going to diminish on the road. Like we saw with Ranta. So that's why I really think Tampa Bay has the advantage here. I'm not necessarily in love with them for game one. Like I am for the warriors because the warriors, yeah, they've had some time off but not as much as Tampa Bay has had. But I do think both of the favorites actually will move on after their respective series. But yeah, I mean, I, I get the comparison there. I just don't think the underdogs are going to come through, unfortunately for you, at least with the Rangers. Well, I'm going with both underdogs, Danny. And let's talk about these <laughs> Boston Celtics because I understand that they do not have home court advantage. But when mm -hmm. I look at both of these teams and the the contributions that they get from all of their you know, relative units, the scoring unit, the mm -hmm. defensive unit, the rebounding, the bench. I think the Celtics have the edge in almost every unit, with the exception of maybe the bench if Otto Porter is playing, if Andre Iguodala right. is playing. But if those guys are out, I give the Derek White, Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard bench more. I, I favor them more over, over Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, and Jonathan Kuminga. Uh, then again, mm -hmm. I, if Otto Porter plays, it changes a lot of things. I certainly like him. Uh, the most out of all those bench guys. I feel like this series is incorrectly priced. Do you think that the market is a little bit down on the Celtics because of what we saw against the Heat in maybe games six and seven and almost collapsing there at the end of game seven? Yeah, I, I do think it is a little bit reactionary based on what we saw there. And but at the same time, I think there's a little bit of validity to it because you've had back-to-back -back series that have been just so, I don't know, it's just been so exhausting for the Celtics team. And they've had two moments really where they've almost been knocked out. I mean, look, at home, they lost that game after having, what, a double-digit lead in game five. Yet, I get it, they were still able to overcome Milwaukee in the next two games, but they scared you there for a moment. And same thing against the Heat, right? Not only... Did they lose game six at home, a game that what they were eight and a half, nine point favorite, but then they had a double digit lead in game seven. And then they almost blew that as well. And if Jimmy Butler's taking either a better shot or making that three point attempt, maybe we're having a completely different conversation. They just had such a tough path to get here. And I feel like to overcome that and based on the way they're celebrating, and I know there's not anything really behind this to back it, but it's like, they just overcame so much. They finally got to the finals with this trio of Marcus 
Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. But, oh, wait, you have the best team that you have yet to face in Golden State that does have that championship pedigree that you're right. I mean, I think Boston probably does have a better bench and they have more big men. But a team that has been there and a team that is getting the likes of Klay Thompson playing like his old self, uh, Jordan Poole playing like a guy who can be great off the bench and a great role player, and Andrew Wiggins, if he could play like he did last year's against the Mavericks, he will be a big piece to this puzzle for the Warriors getting another championship, which I believe they do. So at the end of the day, I think it's going to be a tough turnaround. I like the Warriors in game one. I like him for the series. And I also took Steph Curry to win finals MVP. He has yet to win one. It's kind of a narrative award. And if you think the Warriors are going to win it, which I do, I think Steph Curry at about plus 125 best number I saw would be worth the play. And look, I get it. I'm late. To the whole ship here you know I mean everything's kind of adjusted now at this point but I've been taking it more so series by series and I wanted to get a full grasp of what we've seen out of these teams and I think we have a large enough sample size out of Boston that man they're they're a team you just can't fully rely upon and you couldn't really with the Warriors against the Grizzlies that was a tough series but they came alive against the Mavericks yes Boston is better than Dallas everybody I think can agree on that but Golden State, it's their time to shine. They're going to go out there, prove that they can do it without Kevin Durant, prove that they can do it with this healthy team. And again, I just don't think Boston is ready yet for this moment. What if I told you, as we do a little, our 30 for 30, what if I told you, Danny, that in the <laughs> Steve Kerr era, the Boston Celtics are 12-3-1 against the spread against the Golden State Warriors? What would your response be? My response would be, you know, what's the context of that? Although that is pretty <laughs> impressive. I'm not going to lie, but everything changes at this point, right? I mean, I'm sure, I mean, well, all of that had to have been during since, the regular season. So. Since, yeah, and since drafting Jason Tatum, so if you want to just look at the Tatum era post, mm -hmm. you know, 2017, he got drafted nine, two and one against the spread against the Golden State Warriors. And hey, again, that's very impressive. But what are you going to get mentally out of this Celtics squad that, again, just celebrated like they won the championship mm -hmm. themselves because they've never been here and they had to get through two of the top teams being Miami and Milwaukee, a way tougher path than Golden State had to get to. And you bring up Jason Tatum. Here's the thing as well. Jason Tatum, like I was saying about Shesterkin, like he has to score about 25 plus every game, in my opinion, for this team to win. I mean, Marcus Smart, you're not going to get him dropping 20 plus and Jalen Brown, he can go back and forth, but Jalen Brown can't be your number one guy and win. Here's the thing with the Warriors. You can have Klay Thompson be your number one scorer and win. You can have Jordan Poole be your number one scorer and win, and you can have Steph Curry be your number one guy and win. For the Celtics, it has to be Tatum. He has to be the closer at this point. They can't have Marcus Smart chucking up ridiculous shots and mm. just being a liability out there. And again, you talk about injuries without Okora. I mean, Marcus Smart's dealing with an injury. Robert Williams, those guys have been dealing with injury yep. bugs left and right constantly. So that's also kind of another issue that would concern me. I, I guess what the, the point that I make with the ball, with the uh, Golden State Warriors is that the Clay Thompson 32-point game making eight threes in the closeout game against the Mavericks is not the Clay Thompson that we can no. expect to see on a game-in, game-out basis. He might be capable, and he is capable, as he's shown us, of giving us a game or two like that because he did have a 32-point performance in the first round, and I think he had a 30-point performance in the second round as well. So maybe one game a series, he's going to yeah. give you a good performance. So if you're if you're not getting Clay Thompson being Clay Thompson and Steph Curry has a somewhat off night, I just wonder who's stepping up 
and leading the way for the Golden State Warriors. If they have to rely on a Jordan Poole, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like that. No, and again, it's not like I'm saying that the Warriors are going to go out there sweep or anything. I think this series probably goes to about six games. I think that's kind of a fair assessment, and it seems like the easy one to point out. But, you know, I have Golden State winning this first game. I think game two is really going to be a 50-50, could go either way. And then, honestly, the Warriors have struggled a little bit on the road in some of these spots. Mm. So, again, I think this could be a longer series. You could even look at the what, like the over five and a half games played in the series type of bet. Something like that, I think, if you're not too confident one way or the other, I think could be the viable option. Because, don't get me wrong, Boston absolutely has the tools and the players to keep up with Golden State. I just, again, I think it, not that it's premature, I I just think that, the experience and the leadership that is possessed by this Golden State team will prove to go further than what you see on Boston. I mean, you have Al Horford as your veteran guy, and he obviously has never been to a final, so no one can really give you that experience out of this team, even if Golden State's down. Collectively, sometimes ignorance is bliss, and not knowing the magnitude of the moment (laughs) can play into their favor. Danny, appreciate the time and the conversation. We'll be watching you on Rush Hour. He's hey, Danny, appreciate it, Scott. He's Danny Burke. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the Look Ahead here on VSIN. This is the Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Summer special is here for only $39. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it, including. Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want at the cost, is only $39 to be a subscriber through july 31st sign up now at vcin.com slash summer scott seidenberg back here with you this is the look ahead on vcin the sports betting network joining us now our very own dave ross you catch him on twitter at d ross sports and dave uh let's start off with your new york mets uh my my top play today was the mets team total over four and a half some books had it at five and a half and guess what it didn't matter because they put up a 10 spot. <laughs> the second consecutive game where they have double-digit runs against the Nationals. This team can't be stopped right now. No, it, you know, you and I talk about it each and every week. And it, it really is, you know, talking to Will Hill, of course, does a great job at our CityCast uh, in New York here on Beeson. And even as a Metropolitan fan, as you well know, and your listeners know by listening to us each and every week, even I am cautious, like how long can this keep going? And, you know, you look at some of the, the metrics and you see that the Mets really don't hit the ball that hard comparatively speaking until this uh, recent outburst where they're starting to really pile up some home runs and, you know, Pete the crusher, Pete the killer, polar bear, Pete, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he's starting to really mash. His numbers are just getting through the roof here. Uh, and it's really turned it on here in the last month. And you do wonder, like, do they need to go get one more bat? It's something you and I talked about briefly last week. But Patrick Corbin, that was a great play against him today. Uh, again, they got to six runs, I think, by the fifth inning, so you didn't even have to sweat that out. They've been a first-five machine. Uh, the fifth inning has been so favorable to the Mets this year. 
uh, whether it's at home or on the road, they've been a really good fifth inning team. So they're seeing something either in, uh, you know, last wave of going through the, the starting pitcher or uh, when they get in that bullpen. And, you know, it's interesting because somebody mentioned to me, one of my buddies, uh, he sent me a little DM about Mickey Callaway getting fired from his AAA job. And my response to him simply was, isn't it amazing what an adult in the room can do for a team? And you look at the Mets and they've been a laughing stock for the last couple of years. And I'm talking front office on down. And now when you get a guy like Buck Showalter and, you know, people are like, oh, he's too old. I'm like, no, this is exactly what this team needed. They needed some discipline. They needed some structure. And I got to give him a ton of credit for turning around this culture. This is a talented group. I don't know if they're the most talented. The Dodgers are still the most talented team that I've seen in Major League Baseball, top to bottom. But with what he's done to get these guys to play hard, and I know it sounds trite, and I know it sounds like Little League stuff, but Scott, adults still want to be led, and they need to be led. And Buck Showalter is showing them how to be professionals and how to treat every at-bat, every inning, and play like it actually means something. When you watch this team play, as a guy who's watched the Mets since the 1980s, you just don't see this very often, Scott. It really is something uh, to get excited about knowing that Scherzer and DeGrom are coming, hopefully, uh, by the All-Star break. Mets, this is their largest lead in team history uh, exiting the month of May in, in the history of the franchise. So I know we want to fade them. I know we got to think that regression is coming. But on a day-in, day-out, man, this team just puts their head down and they do all the cliche things, and right now they are working. You got uh, Pete Alonzo, 12-1, to 1, National League Most Valuable Player. Uh, you yeah. interested in that? I am with the way that, you know, he got off. He just wasn't hitting for average. I know nobody cares about average anymore, but now that the contact is not soft contact off of his bat anymore. And now he's showing that polar bear strength where he's going oppo. He's going right center. He's not pulling everything. And when he pulls them, they go a long way, but it shows that he can get the ball out at any part of the, of the field. So when he hits the all field, Scott, that's where he can be a real MVP threat. And right now, they've got enough protection in the lineup. I still think, and again, I said it last week, I'll say it again, I don't think they're done. I think it's not just the ground and Scherzer. If they get one more bat and put him back there, you know, five, six, and give Pete even more protection in that lineup, I think 12 to 1, it's not the best number anymore. But I don't think he had a whole lot of belief that he could actually be that guy. I think right now, he keeps this up. There's no signs that he's going to slow down or this lineup. I think the lineup's actually getting better. Uh, yeah, I think 12 to 1 is still playable right now. NBA Finals begin on Thursday. Have you finalized your pick yet? It's had Tim Doyle on today from uh, CBS Sports. And, and Tim really likes Boston in this series. But he so and I, I have been, uh, yeah, we, but we've been differing on Golden State this whole time. He likes Memphis. And look, they had some issues with injuries. He liked Dallas. And I think that we kind of saw some of the flaws. And I've been on Golden State uh, just in those individual matchups. And the reason is, and I get it, you, you play Denver, it's Jokic, and everybody else is hurt. And you, maybe you get a lucky draw uh, with, with the way that it's shaken out here so far in the postseason. Probably should have played Phoenix and not Dallas, right? That's not Golden State's fault. And when I still look at that core three that they have, and I, it's not even so much Jordan Poole. I know a lot of people are excited about Jordan Poole. To me, I don't even know how much Steve Kerr really trusts him down the stretch. He trusts his big three guys. And I still think those big three against the young big two of Boston right now, and with Jason Tatum, he does not show up all the time. 
He shows up most of the time. I still lean to, towards Golden State, but instead of laying the 150, give me Steph Curry at plus money, I believe plus 110, to win the MVP. Because as Tim and I noted today, if Golden State wins, and this could be a lifetime achievement award, they're going to give him the MVP. So instead of laying the money, take the plus money, Steph Curry to be the MVP, and that's your Golden State series wager. Well, I put in Marcus Smart to be the MVP here at Circa at 100 to 1. Uh, it's down to 40 to 1 now. Uh, it was 45 to 1 pretty much everywhere. So it was yeah. uh, clearly mispriced. Uh, or, you know, according to the, the guys here at Circa, they just think it's a long shot, which it probably is. But all I'm asking is a path uh, for a path. And I see a path. You and, have one. And, you I, have one. and I look yeah. at the, and obviously everyone's bringing up this example, but the 2015 NBA Finals in which Andre Iguodala was the most valuable player over Steph Curry. In that series, Iguodala averaged 16.3 points per game, 5.8 rebounds, 4 assists. Steph Curry averaged 26 points, 5.2 rebounds, and 6.3 assists. Yet, it was Iguodala's defense on LeBron James, holding him to 39% from the field, that was the reason that the Warriors won that, that NBA Finals. And, yeah. and so if Marcus Smart, the Defensive Player of the Year, can limit Steph Curry's scoring, and if he contributes 24, 25 points in maybe three of the four wins that the Celtics will need to win the NBA Finals, I can see a path for Marcus Smart to be voted as the most valuable player. I love your logic, and I, I think it's not just wishful thinking. I, I think that if Boston is going to win it, that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to limit Steph. And if it's Marcus Smart that's on him predominantly and can have that AI-type performance like he had against LeBron, and by the way, going back to 2015, it's such an astute point because I think the voters realize, if you go back to that series and really look at the numbers, LeBron James, far and away, had the best series of anybody. First player in NBA Finals, first player in NBA Finals history to lead both teams in points, assists, and rebounds for the entire series. He was the most dominant. He was the most dominant player <laughs> in that series, and they knew they couldn't give it to him because they lost. Yeah. What are they going to do? Well, I can't give it to Steph because I give it to Steph against LeBron. It looks embarrassing almost. So we'll go with the nuance. Hey, kind of defensive stopper. He also had a big shot, I believe, in Game Seven. Yeah, uh, and, and, and hold, holding LeBron to only twenty points in Game Four—that was the moment. There you go. Yeah, right. So you know, there was one moment where Iguodala looked like he actually made a difference uh, in winning that game, holding LeBron down and hitting some key shots when they needed them. So you could do that. Marcus Smart could do a very similar thing. So even if Steph's numbers are ridiculous. And they're the best of, of anybody. I think Tatum could have just as good numbers as Steph. But let's say Steph goes off like LeBron did, maybe not to 40, but in the 30s. But they lose, and Boston wins, and Marcus Smart hits those key shots that you talked about. And by the way, he's been shooting pretty well from three uh, in key spots. So it's not like he can't give you offense, too. So if he plays a semblance of defense in key games that help Boston win the series, and he knocks down a couple key shots like AI, yeah. I can see a pathway for sure. And at 100 to 1, it's absolutely worth it. 100 to 1 win, me and you, Barry's, all right? That's, uh, that, that's a deal. Uh, <laughs> hang, hang, with, hang with me, Dave. Let's get into uh, a little golf and uh, UFC coming yeah. up next, all right? 
Uh, I'm Scott Sadberg. Yes, He's Dave Ross. You got to hit him up on Twitter at D Ross Sports. And speaking of UFC, first strike, first look is available. You got to check that out. VCN.com slash podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. So we'll talk to Dave about the uh, weekend coming up on the fight card and golf, maybe at the match here in Vegas here on Wednesday. This is the look ahead on VCN, the sports betting network. around your local teams well bet rivers has you covered bet rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective there are city casts in chicago denver detroit la new york philadelphia pittsburgh and washington dc subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts scott sadenberg back here this is the look ahead on vcn the sports betting network rejoined now by our very own dave ross you hit him up on twitter at d ross sports and Dave, before we get into the golf, talk to me about what's coming up on the fight card this weekend. Look, which is already up, as you mentioned right now, had Luke Finacaro on the program today as we look ahead to Saturday night. Remember, UFC was off last weekend, so we're really chomping at the bit to get back in there. A really good heavyweight matchup, Alexander Volkov against Jarosinho, Rosenstrike in this one. Rosenstrike right now, an underdog, plus $1.35. Uh, Volkov, the big Russian, about minus 155. Very mobile guy in Volkov. A very big guy, much bigger than Rosenstrike. And you think it- At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Jarzino, and you think punching power, he's going to try to get in there, but it's going to be tough for him as the smaller guy to get inside and make this a nasty fight with Volkov, who can also utilize wrestling. So look for that. The over-under right now in the round, Scott, I'm seeing about three and a half market wide. If Volkov gets those takedowns, I could see this possibly going to an over. But again, you know Rosenstrike doesn't want to do that. He wants to try to get you out of there. He has been non-competitive sometimes in big-time fights. And Volkov is a bigger man than him. I'm leaning towards the favorite. Don't like laying the price tag necessarily of $1.55. 
I'm going to see where this moves through the week. And if it gets down to a more favorable price tag of $1.40, $1.45, I'd be more apt there to hop in on Volkov. But that's what Lou and I were breaking out today. And we'll give you our official releases coming up on Friday on First Strike. And we will be looking out for that. Uh, we will also be looking out for the match, which will take place here in Vegas coming up on Wednesday. Tomorrow, we got Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers against Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes up on DraftKings right now. Brady and A-Rod minus 190. And on the comeback, wow. on the comeback, plus 160, Allen and Mahomes. What's your excitement level for this match? What are you thinking about here for this fun golf adventure? Well, my excitement level is probably, I would say, around a two. But from a betting perspective, it's a 10. I'm going to try to make some money that we get excited about it here. Look, this is all made for TV. I, I, you know, I love this stuff just from a novice perspective here, watching these guys go out there and do something that we know that they're truly not elite in, right? But these guys have egos. And when I look at Brady and Rogers and I go, am I really in a way almost $2 with the old guys? Hell no. Give me the young guns. Give me the homes. Give me Josh Allen. They want to prove to them that your time is done, old geezers. And we young kids are taking over not only the NFL, but trust you me, we play golf just as much as you guys do. I don't want any part of Aaron Rodgers in a two-man event where I don't know if he's going to carry his weight. I'm assuming Brady will have those competitive juices going. I know Mahomes and Allen will. I'm not so sure about A.A. Ron. So sometimes that guy bothers me a little bit. I can't lay two bucks almost with any team with Aaron Rodgers on it with Tom Brady. I'm going to take the young guns here, Allen and Mahomes. All right, I've done a little handicapping on this, okay? okay. And uh, we know Brady. We know Brady's arguably the, the best golfer out of this group, okay? We've seen we think him. so. We yeah. think so. We've seen him in the past. He's, he's certainly got the pedigree <laughs> yeah. in this he's event. He's been in these events before. Yes. Um, Patrick Mahomes played, uh, well, all these guys do, but Patrick Mahomes played in the American Century Tournament in Lake Tahoe and mm -hmm. shot his best score over three rounds was an 81. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers scored better than him in all three rounds, including a best score of 71, which is one under par. However, okay. there was a moment, <laughs> there was a moment <laughs> at the American Century, where Mahomes hit a 340-some-yard drive. So, we know he's got the ability to hit a bomb. But, drive for show, putt for dough. And when it comes to the putting for dough, I'm going with Rodgers and Brady to take this one home. I, I can't say that that's a, that's a fantastic handicap. But here's what I'm going to give you for a prop scenario that I saw out there on drafting. 200-1. to one, Will there be a hole in one? Scott, play the yes. Here's why. First of all, you're going to give me 200 to one. You go, well, how? That's never going to happen. They are going to make these the easiest pin places. This is not the PGA Tour. They want these guys to excel. They're going to make it the easiest par threes on planet Earth for these guys. So if they're ever going to walk into one, take it at 200 to one. This is not the United States Open. I'm test. just, uh, and they're letting fans in for the first time. So yes. for $250, you can go 
and and go to the wind course here and be a fan uh, and walk the course and 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 get to watch these guys. So maybe they want to put on a show for the crowd. All I'm thinking of right no now, doubt. I'm thinking of like Bugs Bunny from Space Jam underneath the green with the magnet, just kind of <laughs> sucking in Michael yes, Jordan's ball yes. to the hole. And I'm thinking, I'm, <laughs> I'm, sure, gonna do. Yes, I'm sure they're going to console these greens. But if you hit a funnel, it's going to funnel towards that hole. Yes, yes. They want, they're looking for excitement in this thing somehow, someway. Every par three is just angled towards the pin. So if you just, if you just yes. hit it within this little bubble, it'll roll towards the pin and we're going to get a hole in one. I like that. I'm, I think I'll play it. I like it. I, I mean, I mean, I, they are, could you imagine if you go to this thing, you pay 250 and somebody knocks in a hole in one, that's all you're going to talk about. They know it at the match. They could sell that for years to come for this event. I mean, did you see the drone footage of Brady hitting the hole in one last week or two weeks ago? Oh, it was we, insane. Are, are we led to believe that? Do we believe that actually was actually well, real life? He said that they were filming every shot. Right. So, you know, you're filming every shot, and then you just happen to – I mean, it didn't look like any camera tricks, but then again, it's 2022, and they could do some incredible – You editing. never know. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Uh, what do you think about the regular tournaments coming up here? You oh saw that Dustin Johnson is going to be playing Bonka. in the first Saudi event. I mean, that was the biggest, uh, the biggest news here of the day in the golf world. It did. And, and Scott, what I really want to stress for our viewers and listeners is that – this happened to me. I took a long shot. I can't believe this now. I took Phil Mickelson to win at Augusta National at 150 to 1. I took that back in December. Well, little did I ever know what would happen with Phil and that he would not even be eligible, uh, I guess, by his own happenstance, to play at Augusta. And I lost that wager because it was action. And the reason why I say this, you're out there, you see Dustin Johnson at a good number, maybe at the British Open or at the U.S. Open here. We don't know right now what the tour is going to do with some of these players that have now made their commitment to the live tour because the PGA tour put out a statement on May 10th and it said, you are not eligible as PGA tour players to go play in this event. And these guys said, guess what? We're going. So they now are at this crossroads. And I heard from some people that I trust in in the golf world uh, very much so that Dustin Johnson knows what he's doing. He's lawyered up. And they are waiting for a fight with the PGA Tour. Are they independent contractors or are they beholden to the tour? So this is going to get worked out. But before you go play those futures on some of these players that you see at these events starting uh, this weekend over in London for, for the Saudi Arabian Tour, be mindful of that. Like Louis Eustason, I saw today 40 to 1 at the U.S. Open, uh, at the British Open, like I'm assuming he's going to be able to play, but it's just not a certainty right now. So for some popular players with popular numbers, be mindful of who you see in that field because it is not a guarantee that they're going to be allowed back to come at some of these PGA Tour events and the major championships will get very, very interesting here as this goes forward. Look, they, they knew all this with Phil. We've all known this in the public sector for the last couple of months with Phil. They did not know Dustin Johnson. And when that name fell today, Scott, I think it really threw the PGA Tour for a loop. And now the ball is in their court. What are they going to do? I've, I've seen some reports that they're going to come out hard and say you're not eligible now to play on PGA Tour events. And others are going to go, well, maybe we can figure out a way to squeaky wheel this thing and kind of slide it through without a big media circus. Good luck with that. Because the PGA Tour came out kind of hard saying, hey, you guys better not go do this. 
And now some of their top players in the world are going to do this, including a, a you know two-time major champion and Dustin Johnson. This is going to have ripple effects. So again, when you look at those futures markets, just remember what's happening right now and be mindful of a lot of those European tour players uh, that have now decided to play in this. The Sergio Garcia's, uh, Charles Schwartzel's has shown up on leaderboards here recently. You know, it's some longer guys, the Impulter, uh, that you don't think you're going to win major championships anymore. But even PGA Tour events, just be mindful because if you make those plays, you might not get those wagers back if they're not yeah. eligible to play. Interesting stuff. Dave, appreciate the time and the conversation as always. Enjoy Brady and Rogers winning tomorrow. Get a hole in one, Scott. Let's go. <laughs> Bunch money, that thing. He's Dave Ross. Check him out on Twitter at DRoss Sports. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.